Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to episode 211 of Dude and a Monkey. My name's Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by... Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. So, uh, we've got a um, we've got a busy one this week. We're uh, Later on uh, in this episode, Noel Mellor is going to be joining us to uh, talk about some Wonder Woman. And, um, I th- and uh, Left Behind, apparently, as well. Uh, the uh, Nicolas Cage Christian Evangelical film that, <laughs> for some reason, all three of us watched on Netflix this week. Yeah. Uh, 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 so, yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, we're, uh, there's, there's also, I know there's also some other stuff that more, more than one of us has seen as well. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk anyway. So, uh, yeah. And we're going to be, uh, talking about Wonder Woman and also Baywatch. Um, so, uh, Mark and I went to see that. So before Noel joins us, I think we're going to, uh, crack through Baywatch. So, uh, to start with, I suppose this week in film, Adam Wingard's doing Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Um, why not? <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, I, I think I wasn't really, obviously part of his last film, but but you know, what, why not? These you know, they're giving them to they're giving them to film geek friendly directors these type of movies nowadays. Yeah, I um, I mean, for me, Wingard's only one miss, uh, that being Blair Witch, um, so. You know, it's a good average. Um, I mean, John and Voight Roberts was just coming off Kings of Summer and did Kong Skull Island, and Colin Trevorrow, I believe, only did Safety Not Guaranteed before uh, before Jurassic World. So, and fuck, now he's doing Star Wars Episode Nine. That's still very odd that yes. he's doing Episode Nine. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's it's weird that it feels like there's some sort of changing of the guard going on here. Um, it's it's a little bit I don't know I think the thing is um, these filmmakers you know they're looking at it and Adam Wingard is um, is literally a few days younger than me so he's he's mid thirties um, but I think the way they look at it is he knows how to make a film to a budget he knows how to make a film. Um, to a time scale and he he clearly has an understanding of of genres and how to make a you know a genre pick um so it's the case of well do you know what netflix have given him death note and the you know that he's delivered that on budget and he's delivered that on time and that was a 60 million dollar film so and the, the, I think the interest in that already with the trail and everything was quite high. They expect it to be very, very popular movie on Netflix. So it just kind of makes sense. You know, they don't need to go out and get a, a essentially you, you can either go for somebody who's an interesting choice or a jobbing director and jobbing directors cost more. It's as simple as that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, like, because I was talking about um, a couple of weeks back about uh, Robert Zemeckis being in the running to do the flash. Mm. And it's like, Zemeckis, even though he's had a couple of bombs lately, it probably still costs quite a lot. And would he really be that bothered about doing the Flash? It kind of, it kind of feels like it would be, it would be jobbing. Whereas, give it to these hungry guys who probably don't cost that much. Well, to be fair, will to an extent probably do what the studio tells them to do. 
Um, they'll, 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 they'll work within a um, within a, a, a within, guideline. Yes, yeah, no, I, I, that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, um, and, and as well, and it, 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 as well, let's be honest. <laughs> when you're putting a when you're putting a, a poster out or, or a trailer out, and you're gonna throw out from the director of, and it's gonna say from the director of The Walk and Forrest Gump, it's a little bit like well, one of those is 23 years old. And the other one is wasn't particularly well I mean, received. To, to be fair, out, that I don't think they would do from the director no, of. No, they won't. But if they did, it'd be oh, from the director of the guest and Blair Witch. Mm. Blair Witch made money. Yeah, I know, but nobody likes it. No, nobody likes it. But but let's be honest. Whenever they put Michael Bay things on, nobody likes any of his films. They still fucking go and see them. Well, that's a fair point when I made that, yeah. Um, I don't know, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you've got Michael Doherty doing um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters as well, which is an interesting choice. So, it is a very interesting choice, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a, like, already a Warner person, thanks to, like, co-writing Superman Returns and doing Trick or Treat anyway. So it's, uh, you know, I, yeah, I mean, again, it is it is just why not, isn't it? We'll, we'll see. I, I want to give Blair Witch another go. Um... Just, just in case I was just in a particularly shitty mood. It's it, the thing is, it's short enough and throwaway enough to give it another go and just see if it just see if it lands better on second watch because I think both of us were quite uh, guilty of going into it quite pumped for it and you know right yeah we're excited about the idea of this because I think we both exactly the same thing from from trailer to. Um, it, actually, we said it before it was even the Blair Witch. We also said it before when it was the forest or forest, whatever it's called. The woods. The woods. Yeah. said, no, there's got to be something else to it because that that director is too smart to just make a generic woods-based horror. Mm. And then it was. It, it was Blair Witch. And, you know, I, I have a feeling that Wingard um, and... Is it Simon Barrett, is it? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, even though I don't think Barrett... I don't think Barrett's involved because I don't think he was involved in. Um... Death Note. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe they'll bring him aboard. It, it seems like it's probably pretty early days. That fucking doesn't come out for three years yet. So, um, yeah. A bit of Blair Witch looking at it. It's a tenner on iTunes at the moment. When that thing. When that thing is a fiver. I think I might have a crack because the commentary is apparently really interesting as well because it came out uh, that they did the commentary I think around opening weekend and they, they, did it, they did it the weekend after. Yeah, they knew. Yeah, they knew how badly it had gone. So apparently they're rather raw. Yeah, that's what I've and that that fucker uh, in October will be a fiver. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's fine. And if I've got to have it stinking up my iTunes collection, that's great. I hope one day Apple will give you the option of saying, just remove it from my library. I don't want my money back, but just remove it from my library. Oh, no. I, 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 love, uh, I love having uh, my, what is it, uh, those, those. Oh, why did I get that? I love having those in front of me. It's I'm just, more proud of those than some of the things that I like. It's it's more for like um for stuff that uh, Lottie buys. Like Donna is someone who hates Apple, but the amount of stuff she buys on on my bloody iTunes account for Lottie, um, ballerina, sing, 
Uh, Moana, I actually don't mind having Moana on there. But, you know, these films that I would really rather not have on my iTunes. Yeah, I, I can see that. I've got a Toy Story Tunes Hawaiian Vacation on mine. There so. you go. There yeah, you go. and Toy Story Tunes Small Fry. Exactly. They just, they, 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 just, they literally just appeared. I think I got them free with one of those. Remember when iTunes used to do that um, 24 Days of Christmas thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 12 Days of Christmas, sorry. They, I got them with that. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. So, I mean, I don't know. They'll, they'll probably let you do that at some point. I, I wonder how requested it is. Because um, I know Audible let you remove audiobooks from yeah. your, your account. So, But, yeah, anyway. Uh, should we talk some trailers? Or was there anything I... else? I, I, no, I, I've only watched one trailer. I think I might have only watched one as well. What, what have you got? Uh, the actually no, wait, do you know what? I didn't. I, I only watched like half of it, and then I fell asleep. Which wasn't a thing of the trailer. It's just I put it on when I was really tired, and then I woke up with my phone in my hand going. What's that, man? Uh, the uh, Murder in the Orient Express. Oh fucking hell! Right, yeah. Um, it's an intro. I quite liked the trailer, apart from. The, the, the Imagine Dragons song being used, which was odd. Um, I thought the setup of it, though, like kind of like the, the the kind of the shot through the carriage with the suspects all saying like one yeah. line each. I thought I don't know. I thought that was uh, I thought that was all right. Yeah, I, I, what I remember seeing of it, um, um yeah, it, it's. What is, is it? Am I right in thinking it's it's out um, like, like November, November or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it seems like a good November movie. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I mean, it's a really good it, good cast as well. So it's uh, yeah. Why the fuck not, man? I like I you know I like Kenneth Branagh as a director. Um, yeah, I, 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 I quite enjoy his movies, to be honest. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And, I mean, him it's, and Spyro should be interesting. Yeah, and it, it, it's an incredibly Brannery uh, cast, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Michelle Pfeiffer, Penelope Cruz, Josh Gad, Kenneth Branagh himself, Judy Dench is in there, Derek Jacobi. That, that, it's just, it just feels such like just a Kenneth Brannery cast. It's just the fact that everyone knows the ending. But it's the journey. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's true. Uh, that's true. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. What, what, uh, you saw the trailer for Logan Lucky as well, though, didn't you? Oh, yes, I did, yes. I think, yes. I think that literally broke last Sunday, in fairness. Um, yeah. Uh, why the fuck not? Yeah. Um... The I think, well, we reviewed his last movie, uh, Steven Soderbergh, the last movie he was going to make when he retired and he wasn't going to make movies again for the third time. And then he's back making a movie again and it's a little bit like... And I remember saying, what is the podcast? There is no fucking way there will not be another Steven Soderbergh movie in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And here he's back, which is good because... I'm very hit and miss with Steven Soderbergh, but when he's when he I'm hit with him, I think he makes really really entertaining movies, and Logan Lucky looks really fucking entertaining. Yep, I, it doesn't look anything more than, but yep. yeah. But I'm I'm fine with that. Yep, I'm fine with that dropping sort of August time. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it's it's August in the US, isn't it? So hopefully it'll be August in the UK. Um, I it, Daniel Craig looks like he's having fun. Uh, yeah, which is nice, and uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. 
Um, it, it does seem a little bit like when they were mocking up the trailer, because I think Soderbergh does his own trailers, doesn't he? I'm, I'm sure I read that somewhere, that he insists on doing his own trailers. Um, I, I imagine that him and um, Daniel Craig were just having a few drinks one night and went, do you want to be funny? What, if we put introducing Daniel Craig? Mm. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why not? <laughs> Like yeah, it. no, it, yeah, Why I mean not? that 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 feels like a Soderbergh-led move for sure, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, it, it feels like a little bit of a fucking joke, a little bit of a piss take. Mm. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I like the fact that that Channing Tatum's become a little bit of a Soderbergh muse. It just makes no sense, but it's quite cool. I was hey, Wire. Um, that was that the first time he was, was he worked yeah. with Soderbergh. Yeah. Yeah, and then went on to Magic Mike. That's right. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, Channing Tatum again just doing some interesting shit and it kind of feels like he's in a position where it, it, it's it's weird Channing Tatum it, it feels like he's kind of A-list yeah but when he wants to be we, yeah yeah it is that isn't it um, he's it, it, as I think he's managed his career so smart it, he's taken in the route that he wants to go down um, yeah, yeah, no, quite, yeah. I, it, but I, I kind of want to. I still want to see him break out, like, like really, like top line, a big, big film. I think, I think what he's essentially doing now, though, I think he's because the GI Joe thing didn't work for him, mm. um, and he did like GI Joe and he did uh, the Eagle and stuff like that. I think he's gone, do you know what? I have more fun just working with directors. Because when you look at it, you know, post-step-up series, he's worked with Michael Mann. Um, he's worked with Soderbergh a couple of times. Um, he's worked with um, Tarantino. Uh, and he's worked with the Collins. Mm. He's, you know, he's, it's like he's going, I want to work with this guy. It shows that he has, he has a he has a liking for film. Well, no, quite, yeah. It's, um, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I, it's, um, I've lost my point. Don't worry. Don't worry. I've <laughs> lost my point. Uh, so, anything else? No, that's it. Okay, let's get on to Baywatch. Yes. So, directed by Seth, Ro- uh, Seth Rogen, Seth Gordon, I wish, um, directed by Seth Gordon, uh, starring Dwayne Johnson, Zach Efron, uh, Alexandra Daddario, Kelly Rohrbach, and others. Baywatch. How to describe Baywatch? Uh, so Dwayne Johnson is David Hasselhoff, um, and he is a lifeguard who's like the biggest fish in a small pond. Um, Zach Efron is a disgraced Olympic swimmer who joins uh, his Baywatch team where they are ostensibly supposed to save people on the beach but instead they uncover a uh, conspiracy of drug dealing and property development on the bay Uh, so Baywatch uh, your man Zephron's here your man Dwayne Johnson's here yeah should surely be, be film of the year for you it's not quite for the year, but I'd be lying to said I didn't actually thoroughly enjoy it. Um, it's it does exactly what it says on the tin uh, movie. It is a burger from a fucking 
street fucking vendor by the beach kind of movie in the sense of you'll eat it and go, it was nice that, I enjoyed that, it was exactly what I needed. Um, Dwayne Rock Johnson is Dwayne Rock Johnson playing Mitch Buchanan. Um, Zephron is pretty and stupid doing his Zephron bit. Um, the guy is ripped to fuck in this movie. It was insane. I think, I think the, 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 the loudest noise anybody made in the entire cinema during the movie when uh, there was two moments, two instances where people went, damn, during that movie, right? One was Zephyr when he took his shirt off and it was me. And two was a girl who was sat behind me uh, when uh, Kenny Roback um, smacked her ass. Uh, at that moment, and that was a girl behind me. So there you go. Jaffron took his shirt off, and I went down. Uh, Kerry Robert smacked her ass, and a girl behind me went down. So yeah, it's it's stupid. It's fun. I I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind I'm kind of there as well, to be honest. Um, it's way too long. Um, it's it's creeping up on two hours, and this fucker needs to be 90 minutes and done. Um, cause it takes, it takes a long time to kind of set itself up. I think, um, you know, from the start, it has a lot of fun with itself in the first 20 minutes. Is what I'll say. Yeah, no, no, totally. I mean, like the opening title is amazing. Um, <laughs> oh yes. Um, I, I thought mean, you'd like that. That is, I, that... I, I wish the film was more of that. That I thought, but I thought that perfectly sets up for what it's going to do for the rest of the movie. Well, but basically, when this is it, we are not taking this seriously at all. No, no, I know, yeah. But then the film gets weirdly wrapped up in its plot. <laughs> um, and I mean, we, it's and it's kind of funny, and it's almost in jokey in that, like, how you know, how long are we going to stretch out this plot for? But yeah. at the same time, it just feels like. Right, we get it. The Dwayne Johnson's kind of disgraced in Zac Efron's leading team. Let's kind of fast forward through this section, please. Yeah, that, I, I'll agree with that. That drags a, a little bit too much. It could have moved a little bit quicker. And also, you don't get an idea of sort of timescale of how long that's going on no, for. Th- yes. You do have a very good bad guy, though. Yeah, no, she's and great. Bianca Chopra is fantastic. And like, the fact that at one point she says, I'm not a Bond villain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 great. Yeah, and, and you go, oh, do you know what? She'd make a fucking great Bond villain. Yeah, she would. And one of the great entrances in cinema where she pulls up and they have to get the little step out for her to step onto on a beach. Just thought, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, no, no, quite. I, it's um, no, I mean she's she's very very good. In fact, she probably should have been on screen more. Um, she's got that good balance of threatening and just quite sexy yeah you know and it's uh yeah i mean that that works well um but yeah i don't know i just i want the thing is the ridiculous moments are fucking fantastic the the dolphins in the opening titles kind of set that up (laughs) and like the shit that the rock comes out with when he's when he's poisoned by that thing at the end (laughs) like is like that speech he gives is yeah incredible i i kind i want i could have done with 20 percent more of that 10 percent less plot and 10 percent less look at how 
gorgeous all these people are, even though that I know why that's there. And I mean, like Christ, when Zephron is doing that thing, that finger, he's like climbing um, with yeah. using the strength of his one arm. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. I, I, the he fact is, so have, have you ever seen the? Have you ever seen the? What is it? The actual footage of that? No. Uh, I mean, there's, there's actual footage because he, he he's actually doing that. I bet. He's no, not, I bet he is, and I died I right? one one minute think he was photoshopped, but he looks photoshopped. He does. He, he does look photoshopped, but in the actual in the raw footage of that, you can just hear Dwayne Rock Johnson shouting "Fall!" Hey. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. All the time. Apparently, they literally just all of the the, the someone was. I think it was um, Alexander Daddario basically said. You could make a sec a sequel out of um, just the outtakes of Dwayne Johnson, Zac Efron taking the piss out of each other. I, I, I believe it. I mean, that, they've got they've got a, a good thing going on. This they've got really really good chemistry together, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Kelly Rohrbach was yeah. was really really good as well. Um, She's surprised at how, at, at how much sort of. <laughs> As strange as it comes, and how much sort of character she brought to to what essentially could have quite easily and probably originally was going to be right. We need you to be blonde, have boobs, and stand there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we need to kind of make it not look like you just stood there. But she actually the the bit where the guy gets his dicks caught in the bench, um, and she just appears and goes, "Hey." So yeah, you're caught. You're really caught in there, aren't you? <laughs> Is that she's there's there's definitely a she understands the role. We'll say. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, absolutely. Um, and I mean, because it, it's kind of weird though. Because I mean, like a few. It's it's odd because Alexandra Daddario is a very 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 good looking girl, but it's almost like she's got the more dowdy role. <laughs> it's. But I think basically that, that um, they've said, you know, this is it's more about the guys not having shirts on than it is the girls I, not I, having yeah, shirts on. Yeah, yeah, yes. And it's 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 more let's leer at the guys than it is let's leer at the girls. And it, it is a little bit like that. There's there's nobody you, you couldn't say about this movie. Oh well, it, it's you know it's clearly just aiming at trying to get guys there because. Honestly, there was more girls at the screen I went to than there were guys. Oh no, yeah, same, yeah. And I mean, there, there was know, a bunch of four girls like in the in the back of my screen who were having the best time. Yeah, like, and who were good? Good on them. Yeah, and uh, it, there is there is that, but yeah, they've with Dario, you were because again, I saw an interview with Dario where she was she was talking about it, um, and they were talking about the somebody posed the question and said. Um, do you know if yourself and Zach are on equal pay for the movie? And Zach Efron kind of um, it goes, sort of looks at it and goes, uh, <laughs> and sort of looks at our guys out of Daddario and says, I don't know how to answer that. And she says, and she, she answers it quite well, and she goes, I, I don't get your point. And she, they say, what? Well, then ask it again. She says, can I just point out that he's Zach Efron and I'm the girl with the tits from that gif? Good, uh, good on her. Like, and, yeah. and she says, I don't know. Maybe. She said, I also don't care because I'm 32 years old and I own three houses and two cars. I'm doing 
fine. Yeah. I'm doing really good. What we should be worried about is if somebody who works in Starbucks is getting paid as a supervisor in Starbucks is getting paid the same as the guy supervisor in Starbucks, not whether me and Zach are on the same money when Zach can open a movie and I can't yet. I mean, like to be fair, if we're talking in movie terms, I think the the more relevant question there would be in the future, and yeah. we'll get to this: Is Gal Gadot getting paid the same as Henry Cavill? Yeah, that's the, that's it, which we'll get to. But it was it it's was just levels. it was it's levels, it was you know. interesting um, that them and then Zephron kind of broke it and went. What we should be discussing actually is the fact that I take my shirt off quite a lot, and Alexander just doesn't take a shirt off once, just like once. And then she responds by saying, "Did you get your dick out?" And he's like, "I did not get my dick out now." <laughs> and it just, it just, they completely just turned it around to just taking the piss again. And that's what the whole movie seems like. It seems like a group of very attractive people having a lot of fun making quite a fun movie. Yeah, no, quite. And I mean, it's, it's. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it's the comedy of the year or anything like that. But it does feel like. It feels like the, the, the reception to this was very, very sniffy. And well, it was. It, 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 do you know what? It was, but it was always going to be people uh, turned their nose up at it straight away in in a similar way to deciding that they didn't like it before they went to watch it and saying, oh, it's the Baywatch movie. Sorry, is it is it is it a movie based on one of the most successful TV shows of all time. I, I'd maybe say there's an awful lot of goodwill for Dwayne Johnson, though. There is. Uh, but but maybe there should be, because let's face it, if this was somebody else in that role, it, it maybe wouldn't have taken the swing that it would. And you, you've got to kind of trust Dwayne Johnson that he's going to look at it and say, hang on a minute, if we're making it, let's 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 be sensitive with it, and let's be sensible with it, and have it so that the girls aren't just there to leer at. They're the ones who are actually doing most of the good shit. There's no comic relief girl character, but there's two comic relief guy characters. Um. Oh, what like uh, uh tubby guy and uh, and the copper or... and Zephron. Oh, and what Zephron? Yeah, good point. Yeah. So you've got that. Whereas the girls, you've got CJ and Stephanie seem to be really fucking good at their jobs. And Isaiah Dario is the recruit who is the obvious one, and she's the shit hot one. Noel, what did you think of Baywatch? Okay, good talk. Hello, 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 hello. Oh, uh, we're, hey. we're still we're still talking Baywatch. I just want oh, to sorry. you in. Um, what did you think of Baywatch? What's your What's your pre-review? My pre-review is. I bet Mark fucking loved it. Um, <laughs> I bet Ian says I had a really good time with it, but there were some of the jokes fell flat. And I reckon I would probably really enjoy it if it hits me on the right day. There you go. I'd go with that. That's, that's pretty accurate, yeah. <laughs> there we go. We're predictable, aren't we? We're so predictable. Um, yeah. Oh, this movie looks shit. I bet Mark really likes it. He does. <laughs> It's got Zephron in it, it's man. It's got Zephron on his shirt. Yeah. I know. I mean, I said at the start of the review, it's Zephron and Dwayne Johnson, so it's probably his film of the year. So it's, yeah, um, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's like I say. I mean, it's it it is too long. 
the the action sequences it kind of fit it's weird it kind of feels like maybe this film didn't have the budget that it kind of wanted to have because it, yeah it, it feels like there's only really two major action sequences and then neither of them are that great it was only 70 million budget yeah i well which which, which 70 million it is for a for essentially like a blockbuster which it, it, it feels like one of those blockbusters a little bit like Dwayne Johnson does with like San Andreas where it's blockbuster but it's not quite top level blockbuster it's just kicking in below it seems very much like one where the uh, the accountants had something to do with the budget without question they've, they've played it safe a little bit they could have thrown 80 million 90 million at it but then it would have had to make a lot more and it is an R-rated comedy that's true. Yeah. All right. It, it just it's um, I don't know. There's some dodgy CG, and it kind of feels like maybe they would have liked to have gone a bit bigger. Um, yeah. But you know, you've you've got the Rock being very very funny with what looks like a rocket launcher or some shit at the end. So you know, what was that thing? Yeah. What was it? Was it? It's, it that it, it essentially it's a it's a casing for oh, uh, for a big firework. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, it was a big firework. All right, but we we will not we'll not say much more just because um, I'm sure Donald because, doesn't want to be spoiled for Baywatch. Um, because I'll, I'll get to it. To, to be honest, it's, it's it's definitely a rental for me. Um, but the one thing did, did I hear something about some really bad CG fire for, on a different There's podcast? Some fucking terrible CG. Like it's, it's is, yeah. not quite the fire's bad, but it's like the embers floating around. Yes, that's exactly what they said. Oh, oh yeah. okay, yeah. No, yeah. It's, it was like, they said something about bad CG ash and bad CG fire. Oh Can't my god, it was it might have been film junk? I don't know. What I will say though is that that if you're talking about bad CG embers in fire in the Baywatch movie, you're fucking nitpicking. You're really fucking nitpicking. Yeah. No, but I mean, to to be fair, why you have them? Like, like, just, just have a bun- have a load of smoke. Which is fair, fair enough, fair enough. If, if, if you want to put out of work that guy who, who well, has I don't want to put him out of work, days, Mark, you big for days, those embers, like, just... for days, then fair enough for him. But you know what? I don't. I want that it sounds like there. he didn't earn his keep, to be fair, though, so, Mark. Yeah, no, to he be might be fair, shit. To he be might fair. be shit, but it, he's got kids to raise. Right, no, no, I'm sorry. It's the same guy who did the fucking breath in that scene in the social network where they're stood outside. <laughs> the outside the what is it, yeah. Yeah, it's just shit, it's job. Let's fire him. They, yeah. yeah, there you go. Anyway, I, I think, to be fair, we're probably... Uh, did we just get like twenty minutes out of Baywatch? I think we did well. Well, yeah, it's it, 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 it's it's so definitely not shit. <laughs> yeah, I'd go definitely not shit. I um, there's already an extended version for pre-order. On oh iTunes. yes, why not? I I I'd said it was too long, but fuck it, I'll watch an extra five minutes of dick jokes. Well, yeah, I'm gonna that's... go. I'm gonna go probably not shit if that's okay. Pro- yeah, that, I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Let That's cool. Uh, yeah, our audience, five votes, definitely not shit, 20%. Touching cloth, 20%. And shit, 60%. Right, so that translates yeah. to three people thought it was shit, one for touching cloth, and one definitely not shit. Right, okay. uh, I think I voted definitely not shit on that as well. Right, nice. <laughs> nice. Um, very good. Okay, so we've, we've, got, we've got Noel here now. Now, 
here's a question. Do we want to lead up to uh, the main event? Or actually, what would we consider to be the main event? Uh, <laughs> is it left behind? I, I, I genuinely... <laughs> I, can't, I don't want to live in a world where left behind is, is the main event. <laughs> I'll tell, tell you what then. Let's... Uh, let's Let's delay Wonder Woman. Let's let's do some Left Behind. So, as I said at the start of the show, for some reason, all three of us have watched Left Behind. I think we all watched it this week. Was it? I think it was my fault. And yeah, Noel, Noel did start it. Yeah, it was uh, it was rather like The Ring. Uh, I needed basically. I needed a train film, um, and I had three on my phone. I had. That Netflix movie with uh, Melanie Linsky and that I can't remember the name of. Um, oh, uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. It's good. Yeah, there was that. No, I do fancy that. I just wasn't in the mood for it. I also had, uh, I can't remember, something else. And then Left Behind was just like, it's got Nicolas Cage in it. It's a disaster movie involving a plane. Fucking, this has got train movie written all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I fired it up and I just... I had a really good time with it, but yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> so it's my fault. So then I I watched it, and then yesterday I talked about it on WhatsApp, and then about half an hour later, Mark mentioned something about it. It was like, fuck me, Mark's watching it again as well now then, is he? Like, right, okay, well, fine, we're going to have to talk about it. So Left Behind is directed by noted second unit director Vic Armstrong, who... <laughs> No, no, ge- well, uh, genuinely, yeah. like, works on, works on an awful lot of action films, and I think this is his feature debut. I want to know how that fucking happened, but yeah, um, so, who's in it? Nicolas Cage, Chad Michael Murray, and Jordan Sparks. She's the daughter, yeah? Yes. Right. So, left behind. It's on Netflix UK, so enjoy. Um, what's the story? It's the Rapture. No, sorry, um, Jordan Sparks isn't the lot, is it? Uh, it's Cassie Thompson. Who the fuck's the... Jordan Sparks then? Uh, somebody else. Jordan Sparks. Isn't she a pop uh, star though? Oh no, she's the she's the girl who isn't she the mother of the child, and she's married to a basketball yes, star. Yes, yeah. Oh right, okay. I I obviously don't know who Jordan Sparks is then. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. She just, I just looked at her photograph and and she, she just, yeah, that's that's what she looked most like to me. Right, okay. just... Fair enough. No, you're probably right. Um, I, I noticed her in the opening titles and I thought she was a pop star. To be fair, I was thinking she's probably a Christian rock pop star. It's going to be the blonde daughter. So uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, apologies for uh, Christian rock stereotyping there. Um, so yeah, it's the rapture. It's this is the end, but it's not. Well, it's not intentionally funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. No. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's 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 get into it. Um, why why did we all watch it to the end? <laughs> I God does. <laughs> oh my God! I've just what? made a discovery. What? This is a remake. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so watching the original. <laughs> original. Original movie. Original. Uh, based on the New York Times bestseller. Um, it stars absolutely nobody. Oh, Kirk Cameron. Yeah, he directed uh, it. Yeah. He directed it? Oh, my God. Yeah, there's uh, three of them. Available on. It's, it's one of three. 
Yeah, there's, three, there's Left Behind the movie, Left Behind 2, um, Tribulation Force, and Left Behind 3, World at War. It's a fucking DVD collection. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll come to it, but that makes an awful lot of sense about the ending. But that, that, that will, yeah, that, that we'll sounds, come to that. That sounds like some dude in a monkey universe Patreon content, if ever there was. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, uh, if, if we do do that, but anyway, um, yeah, like so. No, you say you say you enjoyed your time with it. I mean, I'm assuming yeah. it was just on a laughing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, the thing is, it's got a lot of unintentional humour to it. Nicolas Cage is impeccably bad in it. Uh, <laughs> his 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 hair is now getting really troubling, and it, the. It, his face and his hair are just disturbing to look at sometimes. Uh, the fact that he's having a, um, a, 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 a extramarital relationship with this young bouncy biscuit is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, even just the, the, like Leah Thompson's performance as the mum feels very sort of melodramatic TV. It's just, it's all over the place. It's kind of a mess. It's got a religious message, which is obviously hilarious. Um, and it's the movie that we find out where God hates clothes. Um, <laughs> just the, the moment where, the, the, the thing that struck me about it is we'll get to the event, but even after the event, um, there's just fucking clothes everywhere. And there's yeah. like, there's clothes falling out of lockers above them. And people are throwing clothes at each other. There's just fucking clothes everywhere. Chapman um, Marie uh, takes several videos of clothes. Of clothes, yeah. There's, he's going around filming clothes. It's just there's a lot. Like wardrobe must have been really busy on this film. Um, also, as well, what is it with um, essentially like mid-budget movies and an obsession with children or young American teens, uh, older American teens, really liking you too? Because oh, yeah, because it's the same in what is it? Isn't it? It's I, I'm right in thinking in Taken, she's going around following you two around yeah, Europe, right? Yeah, and, and then in this, ah, oh, got those you two gigs <laughs> tickets. It's like I, I doubt, I doubt they like you two. Well, no, I mean, I, I think Nicolas Cage is probably thinking like Bono is the most hey, seductive got, lyricist of our these, time. These tickets for you two, I hear they're really cool. <laughs> he's, he's, I think he's, I was watching it, right? And I watched I watched uh, Face Off earlier this week, um, and so I watched this, and it's it's like nearly it's made like twenty odd years later. This movie, um, or nearly twenty years later, and it's Face Off was a really big movie, like a really like big tempo fucking summer blockbuster in 1997 and Nick Cage had just won an Oscar the year before and then he's headlined all these tempo movies and now he's in Left Behind where he looks he looks he looks tired so tired he looks tired you can almost see the gun being held to his head in certain scenes it's He, he looks oh, no. like like he spent more time arguing about stuff saying I'm not standing up to do any of these scenes I will do I will do Two minutes of screen time standing up, and the rest of it, I want to be sat down. Sat down. That, that, yeah, that pretty, there's, there's, there's the scene 
there's the scene on the airplane that's like 20 seconds long where he's like saying, I don't know what's happening, but sit the fuck down. Sit down. And then mm. at the end, with the best sequel setup I may have ever oh. seen as well. Yeah. Like, literally. But, it, but oh, without yeah. the knowledge that this is based on, you know, a, pre, a previous trilogy, for me, that's the moment where the film ends and they're stood there and you go, Really? Are you, you, what are you planning to do? You're intending to do another? Is that is that why I've been here this this whole time so that you can do another one of these? It's just you know so bizarre. Fuck it. It's, it's probably got the audience for it because it's a it's a you know it's a Christian allegory and and that has an audience. And we've all watched it on Netflix. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're probably part of the problem, aren't we? It, it's just it's. It's inept, weirdly inept in so many ways. Like it feel, it does feel like a very, very daytime TV production. Yeah. Like the score, it is lifetime. It is so lifetime. Yeah, I mean, like, the, I mean, the, the the score is a mix of Christian rock, rock. songs, yeah. um, and weirdly plinky plonky piano music, even though some of the shit happening is like really dark um mm. i also i would love to know like if there was some sort of age limit where that anybody also below the age of blah automatically got into heaven well that was it yeah me and bex, me and bex watched it going i was trying to there's, figure that there's out there's gotta be some shitty kids out there uh, do, you know what I, do you know what i wanted to happen was the, the midget that gets sucked into it. And then like a few seconds later, the, the God had realised that it was a midget and spit it back out. Because <laughs> that, uh, that just made him even more angry. And also as well, I, I did find that I was spending a lot of the movie going, I wonder what that midget does that he can afford to fly first class. I want to know what he does. He seemed like a bit of a I, baller, didn't he, to be fair? Yeah, I, I was thinking record producer. It's, yeah, it's something. Yeah, but I did want to know where he bought his clothes. Oh yeah, that's that kid. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Just on the ending as well, the, uh, there was, I mean, the moment where, the moment where they sort of all turn around and the world is burning. That's not like it's all. It's almost a bit like, well, where did that come from? Like, it, I mean, it is. But there's, there's another moment uh, um, earlier in that where when the daughter is running around after um, the kid who I genuinely thought was called Creamy um, <laughs> throughout the entire movie and so I looked at the credits and went he can't have been called Creamy uh, uh, what is he called? it's called Raimi it's called oh, Raven, Raven so he's, he's named after his dad but they call him Raimi I thought is he called Creamy is it like a nickname you know because he's so you know hideous real, pale do you know what his real name is? Major Major Dodson yeah. Um, oh, that's so, amazing. But, but then there's a bit where she runs under, she's running under a bridge and a school bus just comes off the bridge. Yeah. And it's like, how long was that school bus just driving around without anybody on it? Because yeah. that's a long time after the event. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't follow up on certain things as well. It, it sort of, it's, I mean, you know, you've got, I guess the, the the daughter character is kind of supposed to be like the audience in a way. Maybe she's sort of, you know, she's walking around 
and you and and explaining to you what's happened to the world. Look at all this devastation. This is, you know, these people are missing. She's walking around a hospital looking at clothes in baby, you know, like clothes that have replaced babies. And she you know she walks into a church and there's clothes. Do you know what um, else would have been great? There's clothes on a bus. Sorry, what else would have been fantastic? You know the bit where she goes into the um into the hospital. Yeah. And she goes through the maternity ward. It's yeah. going to be one fucking baby left. Yeah. <laughs> of a particular ethnicity just, as well. Just one yeah. fucking or, or baby. Religion. Like, just, just they picked one. <laughs> they just picked one ethnicity. Shit, got, yeah. yeah <laughs> Fuck you know, man. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't rapture the the, the the Muslim gentleman, did he? I just. Of course, he fucking did. I didn't. just fucking twig that. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. Oh, well, lady. In fact, there's a lot of old ladies as well. No old men, but a lot of old ladies. Hmm. I like. And also, is everyone just walking around just swinging dicks in fucking heaven? Because that sounds a little bit weird. Yeah, pretty much. It's a good, good you've done some hair and shit in it. I mean, I'll, I'll give it the, um, the moment it actually happened, well, I was kind of taken aback. You know, I was, yeah. I was waiting for it to happen, but like the way that it is literally the blink of an eye and they're gone. Like it was a, a more skilled director probably would have played up the, what the fuck is happening instead of like, in it was almost like Simpsons, like, or, or like, there's a bit in the Lego Batman movie where, um, like, the, the bad guys come down straight away. Someone says, "Well, I'm going to start rioting," you know. And it was, it was kind of like that. Like immediately, <laughs> it was just naught to a hundred. And then you say, like, at the end, everything was uh, had turned to shit. One thing as well, I like the way that they don't at the end when they're, they're, that she's trying to do the runway, they don't know how she's going to alert them. And then they just see no. an explosion in the distance and go, that's definitely... In a world uh, that's exploding. Yeah. Yeah, in a world where everything is on fire two minutes later, in a city where everything is on fire and exploding two minutes later, they singled out that one explosion. Mm. And, and the other thing is that I couldn't figure out is that the way it was directed, it made it feel like she'd set that fire at the end of the runway because I was watching it going, well... You don't want to signal where the end of the runway is, you want because how will you know where to land on the runway? Do you know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah. And and and, I, and but then I couldn't the, the way it was directed. I couldn't figure out if I'd got that wrong in my head. And in fact, she'd she'd put it at the beginning of the runway. Like, do you know what I mean? It didn't well, sort she, of. She clears all the shit out the way and then lights it. Yes, though, then she? lights all the stuff at yeah. the end. So it feels like it's at the end of the runway. So how would you know where to, unless she was considering the trajectory of the, where the plane was coming in? I maybe, think God would guide you. God would guide the plane, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, God, yeah. God thinks that everybody down there are fuckers, aren't they? Like, God wouldn't do shit now. Ah, uh, it's just shits and giggles. They're on He's their all own. about the shits and the giggles. They're on their own now. Fuck it. I will say the one shot that I really enjoyed with no, you know, with no sort of irony or, or you know, piss taking the, the shot where it sort of creeps back and you see and, and the, you know, the events happening and the kid creamy, um, she's hugging him and then creamy disappears and his clothes just fall off her. Yeah. I did genuinely think that was really effectively done. It worked and it, it looked like she was holding a kid, but then the clothes fell down yep. and it felt a bit creepy. And it also felt a bit like, you know, 
maybe I you just I can imagine that like hugging my son and him disappearing that being like quite a powerful thing. So you know, if there's one MVP for the film that I'm not in, in a totally non piss takey way, I think that shot worked really well. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's um, I don't know. It 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 just. The, the, the thing is, I mean, what do we learn about God by the end of this, though? Like, he doesn't like dwarfs. He's a fuck. he fucking hates midgets or clothes. But I mean, <laughs> and he's, he's he's probably a petter ass. Well, yeah, man, he's got a lot of kids up there. I mean, it's just like a lot of fucking kids. Because they they say the whole thing about that, like, well, you know, something terrible is going to happen down here, so he's bringing them all up to heaven to protect them. But it's like, well, no, the reason why it's fucking why something terrible is going to fucking happen is because you just stole everyone, you fucking twat. Yeah. You know. Also, there's uh, there's the suggestion that the mum knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And. I mean, I guess this is the fucking mechanic that Christianity works on, though, isn't it? But, you know, the, the idea that this is going to happen and I'm not going to tell my loved ones that it's going to happen. I'm just going to try and enforce my faith on them so that they eventually at some point go, oh, yeah, God is a real thing that I really like. And then they'll be safe. It's just a bit of a weird but then again, I'm not really criticising the film there. I'm kind of criticising the basis of religion. So, well, no, you know. I mean, to be, to be fair, I mean, if anyone dares, because the first half hour is a bunch of people daring to question God, mm, and then it's yeah. basically right, they're all left behind. So it's basically terrible shit happens, but you have to have unwavering faith regardless. Otherwise, when the rapture happens, you'll be left behind because you didn't have that complete unwavering faith. But that's where it doesn't really work, though, because these characters are our heroes. Yeah, like these, yeah, these are the people you follow. These are the people I'm supposed to be rooting for to survive, despite the fact that, you know, one of them's having an extramarital affair and they're all heathens. I mean, it would have made more sense if it actually went, or genuinely went that this is the end route of when they kind of prove themselves, they disappear or something, you know. Yeah. Like, it would have made more yeah. sense if by the end of that film, those three people were stood there holding hands and then they just disappeared and then the film ended. And it would have mm. been like, all right, cool. So if you do, with the knowledge of what is happening now, if you do a genuinely selfless thing, mm. you know, there, there you go, that's fine. I mean, that that's the thing. Christ, if the rapture ever did happen... I would hope it was the this is the end route. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I don't know. Awful fucking film. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, it's a piece of yeah. shit. But I will be watching Left Behind 2, and I know you will. Yes, of course you will. You've got to know what happens next. Oh, yeah. Right, I'll say right now, if we ever do a Patreon thing, like we'll have to do some commentaries on them or something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, our audience reviews, uh, definitely not shit, 17%. Touching class, 17%. And shit, 66%. We have Christians who listen to this. How many votes? Six. But still, we have Christians who listen to this show. So, one, yeah, those were okay, no, definitely not shit. Good on you. I would genuinely, yeah. genuinely like to know who you are. And I would, um, I would like. I might you. be able to help you there. Oh, <laughs> I might be able to help you there. Oh, for fuck's sake, no! <laughs> Sorry, I just saw it and I clicked. I didn't really think. 
It's just my unwavering faith in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I did as soon as I clicked it. I thought, yeah, I don't think this is meant for me because I'm actually on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake. Um, okay. Oh, you can't unclick once you've done one of those. No, you can't. That, that, that is a bit of a fucking flaw. Uh, yeah. You know, that really is. Because um, I'll be honest, the Patreon vote, I may have accidentally clicked fuck off, you greedy cunts, or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, actually... Because I did... I'm just going to find it, actually, because I did the very same thing the other day when I was like... I was just... I just flicked on my phone... And I saw, I flicked on my phone and I saw a thing, I saw a voting thing and I just clicked it. And then I immediately responded to the person. I was like, I've got no idea. I don't even know why I clicked that. Because <laughs> I, just, I just voted on something, which is just having seen it. Like, I can't even remember what the fuck it was, but oh, never mind. Oh, dearie me. Right, okay. Uh, so let's move on. Um, so what is, I, I think it is the main event, really. Um, you know left behind notwithstanding um wonder woman directed by patty jenkins and starring gal gadot chris pine danny houston david fulis um lucy davies um surprisingly short roles for robin wright and connie nielsen um and that's who it was connie nielsen yeah and others so, Wonder Woman, it's telling the story of the, essentially the origin of Wonder Woman, uh, Diana Prince, um, who lives in the land of the Amazons, Hypothermia. That's not right. Hy. something. Themasecria. 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 Yeah. Cool. There. Amazonia. Yeah, I see. I, that's how much I know about Wonder Woman. I was watching this, go, and, I, and I thought to myself, "Oh, is it not called Amazonia?" That's <laughs> <laughs> something new every day. Absolutely. Um yeah. So uh, yeah, Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. Um, she's trained to. Well, she's kind. Well, she's not bred to fight. I don't know what she's bred for, to be fair. But um, she is trained up by Robin Wright. Her mother, played by Colin Nielsen, doesn't really like it. Uh, but one day, Chris Pine is uh, a World War fighter, and he crashes down on hy- hypothermia, which I'm just going to call it. Um, and it turns out that essentially the war is coming, and Wonder Woman is going to try and stop it because she believes that if she kills the god Ares, that will stop all war ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched yeah. it this afternoon. I think that's pretty much about right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Noel, our comic book correspondent. I, I always wonder what you feel about that title, Noel, by the way. I love it. No, it's great. Okay. I love it. All right, good. Love it. Good, good. Um, it's not, I mean, it's not just comic book films you come on for. No, it tends to be. I mean, the thing is, is I don't, I only get to the cinema for comic book movies these days because we've got a young baby and I, those are the films that I look forward to now. Everything else I'm happy to wait for, but comic book movies are still the thing that I'm desperate to get to the cinema for. So that's what it tends to be. I do read comic books. I'm I'm not the greatest comic book reader in the world, but I do read a lot of comic books and yeah, and I care about these movies. So yeah, it's fine. Good man. Okay. Fantastic. So, um, right. Uh, yeah, no comic book correspondent. What did you think of Wonder Woman? I, I'm, I was delighted with it, to be honest. 
and um, I know that's going to be something that we get into a bit more, but I was really, really pleased with it. Um, it's not perfect. Um, it suffers from a lot of the issues that um, comic book movies in general, not just DC movies, um, in fact, more so Marvel movies, it, it suffers from a couple of the, the problems that those films have. Um, I'm thinking particularly of the, the third act and the bad guy. Um so it's it's by no means perfect, but it is uh, it is DC managing to get something out there that for the first time, or should I say, the first time in you know since since the Marvel universe really properly began um, with Iron Man, it's the first time that DC have really been able to sort of. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm ignoring the Christopher Nolan films. All right, so calm the fuck down. Yeah, um, the the the, the post Nolan modern DC, it's, it's yeah, the post Nolan DC. Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah, that's DCU stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the first time really that DC have impressed me. It's the first time that I feel like DC have have trumped Marvel in a way. Um, they put a female lead superhero movie out there. Um, again, I'm not counting Elektra. Um, they've put a, a, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a strong female superhero movie out there now and DC beat Marvel to the punch. And I think that's great. Um, I think that aspect of it as well is handled really, really well. It's not, um, you know, overt feminism. It's not feminism for feminism's sake. You get the feeling that this is just a woman who is dealing with, a male world but it's not really telegraphed it just she is strong she does care about what it is that she's fighting for um and she's fucking really good at kicking people's asses which is great um it's enjoyable to fir- i mean in terms of i was really enjoying it right from the outset uh i think the um uh, thalidomide section at the beginning is is really strong um I was really, really enjoying that. Then when you get to London and it's that sort of Captain America vibe, uh, World War One sort of era stuff, I was really enjoying that. Um, and then as it sort of moves on from there and it's got a bit of a sort of Nazi, I don't know, Indiana Jones, Three Inglorious Bastards kind of vibe to it as well, I enjoyed that. Uh, lost me a little bit towards the end, um, but I think it had, it had already done enough for me, uh, for me to forgive that that sort of weekend in a little bit. Very good, Mark. I'm, I'm not as, as, um, for it, I think, as Noel is. I, I didn't actually dislike it. I just thought it was a bit naff. But then again, just for clarification, I think most comic book movies are a bit naff. So, um, it, it's not naff in a, a negative way. It's just, a lot of the time I was going, it's a bit naff, this. But I was kind of enjoying it. It's, it could it have been naff, or at least you didn't have an invisible jet. Yeah, it didn't. Well, that's it. it. But there was still sort of, there was just bits where I was going, it's a bit, I think naff is just the wrong word. Cause in my mind, it's not, probably nowhere near as bad as it sounds. But there was just a little bit too much, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It, it's, it felt a little bit Saturday morning, Saturday morning cartoony, which it it kind of is supposed to. 
I think. I think I'm more reacting to the fact that I was going in there and people going, oh my God, this is a game changer. It's amazing. It's, it's one of the best comic movies. And it's kind of like, no, it's not. It's fine. It's I don't fine. think it's a game don't changer. I think it's a game changer for DC because they've put something out there they need to fucking follow up on now. Yeah, which which is which is fine. But I'm and the thing is, I'm I'll, I'll be more likely to rewatch Wonder Woman than I will be to rewatch Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman. Without question, I'll be more likely to rewatch Wonder Woman. Um, but is this an eight? As I've seen some people say, an eight hour, nine out of ten movie. It, no, it's not. There's there's far too much that's not right with it and some of the um, visuals are, uh, are fantastic and some of the visuals are a little bit naff um, some of the bits I'm watching going right so why aren't they just shooting her legs why are they why are they concentrating all of their fire on that shield that isn't working surely there's one of them that's going to go I'm just going to shoot her legs because she her legs, be fine. The shield's and, a larger uh, target than her legs. I don't yeah, but, and there must the be one guy of, there. The and then kind the of rest of them do seem to get across <laughs> quite easy okay. afterwards. For 18 months, I'm fine. Yeah, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman kicks fucking ass in this movie. I, like I, 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 I think a, a criticism like that, unfortunately, I would have to say falls into the fucking hell. It's a movie, Mark, category. <laughs> No, no, because it's, come if, on, if, you know. If that had been Zack Snyder directing it, you'd have had exactly the same fucking problem, and that'd have been Superman. I've got to say, but I don't think I'd be saying like, why didn't they go for the legs even if Zack Snyder directed? Ah, no, I don't think I would. Oh, I think Mark, the thing on, there's Mark. a there's a fundamental there's a fundamental difference between a Zack Snyder directed film and this film in that there is so much more to pick at when it comes to a Zack Snyder film that you wouldn't need to. You would almost. You're, 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 honestly, you're, you're both fine with the fact that she that she stood there holding a shield She's and there, all of this fire that nobody's been able to get by for 18 months is just concentrated on that one fucking shield. She's, she's covering herself. She's she's crouched down. She's on no man's land. She's covering her most of her body. Um, honestly, I, I, I'm gone about that. She's crouched down. Her legs are covering. She's not that crouched, though. She's pretty Honestly, if I'm one of those Germans, I'm going, I'm going to shoot in the knee. <laughs> what? She's pretty fucking crouched, Mark. Come on. Um, 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 honestly, I, I'm, I'm surprised at that. That's... I don't know. I mean, it's it's a it's a nitpick that I think. I, I it's not something. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you one of my nitpicks. Go on then. Chris Pine breathed in that what? gas. Didn't have that much of a problem with it, did he? What gas? The fucking scene where they unleash that gas on that town, and then Chris Pine is there. He breathes some in, and he just coughs a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. I don't, I don't remember that bit, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, yeah, it is It is that. Uh, I, 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 I had less of a problem with that, I'll say. My, right, you've got... Right, okay, fine. All right, well, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I think the, th- I think the thing is, is, you know, you have to look at this in context and the, the, the comic book movies that we have got and been given 
particularly from DC, uh, the problems have been have been quite big. And I think for a film like this to have, you know, little movie escapist, um, uh, what's the the phrase? Um, suspension of disbelief type sort of yeah. At four yeah, I, I can I can like, I can like completely. That. You know, that's that's the type of thing that I can forgive if the movie's good. When the movie's bad, yeah, maybe you're right. If the, if Zack Snyder had made another which, one of his movies, which would have been terrible, which would have been terrible, maybe I might have, have bitched about that because it would have been one of a stream of things that I hated about that film. But, which, which one of those things of, of the facts is that you were having a better time with it than me? Yeah, exactly. And I was I, and I was having a good time right out of the trap with this. Um, so. I'll be honest, I didn't even think about that, and because I, I was more thinking about, all right, you've got, you've got this woman on fucking no man's land, and there's an entire sort of force of men behind her who are looking at her and going, fucking hell, we can do what we need to do because she is which here. Is, yeah, which is which, which through, I, I, I am fine with, but it just it. felt a little bit like surely one of them would have got shot. I, I, I gotta <laughs> say that five minutes was. Probably my scene of the year so far. Fuck, really? I've really seen good. the year in all film. Yeah. Wow. In, that scene was your scene of the year in all film this in year. Individual scene. I thought it was visually really striking, um, and I mean also like after when she's kind of kicking ass once she's over as well. Um, I like basically everything up to when um, she gets catapulted up into that building and it kind of crumbles down. I loved it, like that 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 particular sequence. It was, I think, just the idea of it. Yeah, just the idea of throwing Wonder Woman into that iconic space and having her just go, you know, that I, moment where she proves to everybody that she's with that she's not talking shit. I, like, yeah, I that, like the fact that, that immediately that's just a strong moment. Yeah, I, I like the fact that immediately they basically they they immediately go, do you know what? She she she's better at making an ass than we are. Immediately, and they just use it to get to that end. For basically that, um, and there's no, well, we can't do it because she's a girl or anything like that bullshit. I did like like that, um, but yeah, I was not as as, as sold on it. No, I, mean, I just I like the idea as well that that's the moment where she does it and it, it makes everybody look and go fuck. Like what we're about to do, we could actually achieve this. We could actually do this now, uh, and that's the moment where you know the weaknesses in the team, if you like, they come they come out and they just go look. I'm not even good at shooting. And then the other guy's like, I'm an actor. It's like, you know, they're, they're just, it's almost that realisation that... The everyday guys who've been thrown into a shit yeah, situation. exactly, yeah. And, 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 and now we're in a situation where something that we just, we went into with all the, you know, the the chutzpah and fucking cocksuredness of just a, a bunch of mouthy sort of cocky guys. Now we're actually in a position where we could actually do this and stop the war. Um it's the, and I just think, whole... you know, being led by her running across no man's land, I just, I think it's just a, I, I it just, I can't imagine something like that happening in a Zack Snyder film. I just really can't. Right, right, yeah. I mean, like, it would be Superman fucking dwelling about it. For, and I mean, I like Man of Steel, um, but it would be Superman, like, feeling mingy about it for a bit. And mm. then probably not doing it in the end because of reason. <laughs> You know, or just flying, just lasering a load of Germans with his eyes. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and going, ah, fucking ah, up, ah, you know, yeah. Shagloe is lame. 
yeah, 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 no, exactly. I mean, I, and nipple, the slowest lane. Yes, yeah. Yes. Um, callback. Um, I just want to say for my part, I um, I I enjoyed Wonder Woman quite a bit. Um, I'm definitely more on the Noel train than the Mark train. I'm afraid. Um, even though I will say Donna said she thought it was cheesy and she fucking hated the theme. So I like the theme, but it is fucking cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're relatively frugal with it, though, aren't they? To be fair. What the uh, yeah, I, what the, the theme? Yeah, I haven't heard of it. No, I, I, I really, really like the theme. No, I thought there should the, be more of it. The thing is, she, the first time it crops up is the, in the scene after No Man's Land, where she gets into the building and starts twatting all those guys. Well, to be fair, it crops up in the opening titles. If we're, if I'm going to oh, be a pedantic fucking arsehole about it, but um, no, fair enough. I've just forgotten. Yeah, no, it's uh, but. Um, yeah, but I, it's I, the thing is, I understand it's. I think it is derivative, and I I think it does have oh, yeah. it does have problems. I mean, it is Superman the movie meets Captain America the First Avenger. Um, yeah, like really, really, really directly. I think, um, but I think it's got some really. I, I I appreciated the rawness with which it dealt w- with war. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. It's. But it's not in the. I'm. We're gonna fucking dwell on this that like BVS does and Man of Steel to an extent as well. It's. It's trying. It's trying to inject a bit more Marvel into it, but it also still feels more real world than I think the Marvel Studios Mm. films do. Um, But then she she sort of she has no qualms about killing people who are in the wrong as well. Really, she just because there's a moment where she kills someone and I sort of went oh right okay well we're just you know we're not making a big thing out of it like we did with Superman it's just this person is wrong this person is war this person I believe is Ares he dies and that's it yeah yeah quite and it's the I I, I like the almost corrupting of her innocence which happens through this film and her kind of struggle with that in the in the final battle I mean the the, 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 the climax, I mean, I, I, the, the fact that it was David Fewless all along is a bit like, I yeah. know, whatever. Um, but the, That was fairly obvious as well from the outside. Yeah, as I, soon as David Fewless turns up, you're like, right, well, there's your bad guy then. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, it, they, they had... I was kind of thinking for, for a moment, there's a conversation that Chris Pine has with the, um, the um, uh, uh, Dr. Poison, where I was kind of thinking, hang on a second... Are they actually going to fuck with some shit here and have him almost be like a trickster or something? And it turns out he's Ares, um, like a double agent kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like the double double agent kind of thing. I thought could have been quite interesting, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but I, I, I thought the corrupting of her innocence was was good, and I believe the relationship between her and Steve Trevor. So the yeah. ending worked for me, even though I the siege you know when this the, the film is going over two hours and you're spending a good five minutes on just cg fighting cg yeah it, 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 it looked it's a shame because i thought you know one of the things that i really liked about it and, and was quite surprised about was I, I thoroughly enjoyed the look and feel of the um uh, uh, trocadero bit at the beginning the the, the sort of the um, amazonia stuff mm. Um, I loved the way that looks, you know, fighting on beaches in daylight, uh, and, and, and it's just, it's nice to see stuff in, in the sunshine and, and fighting on beaches is, is the new thing, isn't it? So, um, so I enjoyed all that. I enjoyed the visual of that. And then I really enjoyed the sort of 
World War One London aesthetic of it, the sort of greyness, and then seeing a flash of colour breathed into that through through Wonder Woman. So for them in the third act, just towards the end of the third act at least, for it to feel a little bit like the battle scene from Batman versus Superman, it just it was a bit mm, and and I think I, I saw. I, I felt it was quite telegraphed that David Thewlis was the bad guy, but I didn't think they'd go that far, and I didn't think he'd be Ares. I thought he'd be some sort of puppet master of Ares or something like that, and Ares would be some unseen Thanos-type Yeah, uh, and it, it, it made Ares seem a little bit a less bit threatening. Weak. Yes, it yeah. did. And, it, and it, then, then it literally became a little bit, like, a little bit, just two fucking things just smash into each other for exactly and for also a good just, five just, minutes just which made go there's all this fucking lightning and what is it it, it yeah. felt a little bit Pokemon-y but just the visual of of Ares as well because I I assume that Ares is a character in the DC universe but Ares the god of war is also a character in uh, the Marvel comic book universe um He's not a particularly sort of cosmic character. He's a bit more like a Thor character, like a sort of god on earth kind of thing. Um, but and he's a bad guy. Um, but he's there's a visual to him that's quite strong and it's quite. He's very he's huge and he's muscular and he wears big sort of um, you know bits of armor sort of clamped onto him and, and the big sort of classic sort of um, Roman sort of dust dust brush sort of. Uh, head thing. So I, in my head, had a sort of a visual of Ares in the back of my head, and it, it wasn't David Thewlis. Um, so <laughs> well, to actually, find, yeah, to it, find it, David Thewlis with something that looked like a sort of second-rate bad guy from a Thor movie, yeah, it just it 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 wasn't enough to say Ares, God of War, to me. Yeah, it it wasn't it. It did fail at, at, towards the end, certainly. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just the fact that it, it, it and like I said, it, it's already it's going over two hours, and it's a bit like I, I like I say I like the thematic stuff, but it, it's just it, it, it's it's a shame because you have to have the big clangy stuff at the end of these films. It just seems to be a requirement. Um, but I, I I mean like Steve Trevor's sacrifice, I liked. I like the way that you didn't hear what he was saying to her the, the, the first time, but then that kind of comes around and it, it kind of pulls it into a decision in the end. I, 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 I liked that. Um, it, and, I mean, the, the action sequences, I thought, were really well done. Um, I mean, Adonna said she thought there was too much slow-mo, and that does kind of feel like a slightly Zack Snyder yeah. note. Yeah, there. it does. Uh, it, it, jumping it, out, the bit where she jumps through the window... Was a little bit. Oh, it felt a bit Snyderish. That. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I agree. But it's. Um, I don't. I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest. But I thought it was. Per- I thought it was. It was very good. But I'm. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they what they do with her in the future. It kind of feels like they had to get this out of the way, um, and and now they can kind of push it on. I. It would be nice if hyper, hypochondria kind of comes back into it a bit more in the uh, in the sequel. Um, I'd like to see that world yeah. kind of but, butting heads with our world. Femiskea, it's called. Sorry. Femiskea, it's called. Femiskea. Femiskea, yeah. 
Wasn't there a hyper something? A hypo something? Nope. Might have been, but yeah, it's called Themyscaea. Hi, hi, the hypothermians. I fucking... Ah, where am I getting that from? But yeah. Um, Queen something. One of Queens is called something like that, isn't she? Oh yeah, I know the you mean. Oh, it's our mum, yeah, this... isn't it? Is it our mum? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Hippol- Hippolyta. 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 There we go. Right. Fine. Okay. Good stuff. So, did you both get what I said on WhatsApp about this is after three Star Trek movies? This is yes. the movie where I thought Chris Pine is a great, um, yeah, a great captain. Um, what's his fucking name? Kirk. <laughs> captain Kirk. Yeah. Yeah, he was he very he's, Kirky in this, wasn't he? He's he's great in it. it, it yeah. Chris Pine. But then again, it's one of those things Chris Pine is great in. It's just something you say about Chris Pine because he's usually yeah. pretty great in everything he does. But he does that sort of, um, you know, not fish out of water, but he does that sort of like, I'm a person in this situation and I'm kind of winking at the camera with a smile and I can't believe this is happening, but I'm toughing it out. Yeah, like, he never goes, this is weird. Yeah, <laughs> he just kind of gets on with it. Yeah, <laughs> whereas he should go. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Particularly the moment at the beginning uh, on um, whatever we're calling it now. Um, the the moment at the beginning where he's got the lasso of truth on him. Then the bit where she catches him in the bath and he yeah. sort of stood up and he says, "Oh no, I'm a, I'm you know I'm I'm above average and all that type of thing." Then there's a couple of moments later on and. The conversation that they have on the boat as well, where he's kind of, where she's basically saying, "Yeah, pleasure is something we understand. We just don't think men are, are required for that." His sort of, you know, his reactions to what she's saying, it just felt really quirky, but like, but more. I mean, I'm not the biggest Star Star Trek fan in the world, but it felt quirkier to me than a lot of the stuff I've seen him in in actual Star Trek movies. Yeah, he, 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 he seems to be... I think with this, though, because he's very much sort of... And the way that Pine seems to have approached the whole thing is I'm playing second fiddle here to somebody else. And he, he seems to like that second fiddle. He doesn't... I think we, we've said before on here about Chris Pine is he's... Chris Pine is a character actor who happens to look like a fucking movie star. Mm. And he's more uncomfortable being a movie star and being the movie star than he is just being the the character actor or the the, the second fiddle to somebody. And that's why he seems to be having a real lot of fun with this because he's not he's not the one having to carry the fucking movie. No, he's and he's, just, he, he's there to essentially to aid Gal Gadot. I mean, carrying this fucking movie. I read a. I, and for the sorry, go on. I was just gonna say, I, I was reading a, an Empire feature on Wonder Woman last night, and he he says in it like he had a really good time. It's like he's not the lead. He acts as the damsel in distress. He gets a few laughs in, and he gets to like punch punch some bad guys. But he had a mm. good time on it, you know. And it's mm. yeah, that's it. Second build seems to be Chris Pine's preferred situation. Mm. He is. He, he, he's, he's that kind of. He's that kind of actor. He's he's tried the oh, what is it route, the movie star route, and he he hasn't really enjoyed it. You know, he, he's said before that he didn't that he he's, he liked working on the Star Trek movies, but he didn't like being part of. He didn't like the fact that there was short riding on them on him, and he tried the Jack Ryan thing and hated it. Apparently. 
Whereas he likes doing things like playing second fiddle here or Hella High Water or, you know, back in the, he was in Smoking Aces. God's sake. Yeah. You know, um, he's, he, I think he likes just being a little bit more in the background. I think in this case as well, he's useful in that he's useful to us as the audience because he makes the situation seem, um, uh, less ridiculous. You know, it's, he's the one who he discovers this, this, this place first and he's brought into the bosom of this place and then has to, you know, he brings the trouble there, but then he is understanding this world for the audience. And then he's carrying that person into our world and standing in the background and sort of being shocked and being amazed and falling in love with the main character. And uh, he's, he's a kind of, he's a cipher for us to, to help make sense of this world in a realistic way and not, you know, in, in, the difficulty with doing something like Captain America was, was always very obvious and they got around it the way they got around it. But I think with Wonder Woman, Chris Pine is a big part of how they get around that. Uh, so I think he's a useful, he's, you know, he's, he's probably a lot more useful to this film than he will probably ever get credit for really. Um, but he's excellent. Yeah. Really good. So moving on from, from Chris Byman, excellent. What do we all make of uh, Gal Gadot? Really good. Yeah, I think she, I think she's good. I think she's a lot more charming than I thought she would be. But there are moments where I think you can see her limitations creep through. I think there's a couple of mo- She does this thing with her head quite a bit where she sort of tilts her head. I'm doing it right now in minutes. Yeah. And and I think it's it's not quite convincing and it doesn't matter because I think she's better than I thought she was going to be and I think she, she's got this one this one strong movie under her belt now so I'm happy for her to sort of run with it and but the the, the I think the limitations you can see a little bit if I'm honest. Yeah, I, I think She's never going to, or, or it, 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 from early bits that she's done, she's never going to fucking crop up and win a Best Supporting Actress or anything like that. But I think she's very good at, at being Wonder Woman. She carries off the physicality of it, and she's a good enough actress to easily uh, play Wonder Woman when you think about some of the acting jobs of the people who are playing current superheroes. Uh, I think it's that. And she's she's charming enough on screen to spend time with. She, she gets the the comedy bits quite well um, and she also backs everything up. She's hampered mildly, let's be honest, by the fact that she's got a very strong accent, which is fine for the role that she's in here, but obviously it means that she'd have to and she's always going to have to play a certain part in, in, in film. She'll get typecast as being from a, a certain part of the world all the time. Mm. She'll probably turn up as a Bond girl, maybe, I don't know. Or maybe she's too big for that now, I don't know. But yeah, sort of mysterious, foreign, seductress that's quite powerful. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And, you Uh, know, she can kick fucking ass. Yeah. But no, I I enjoyed her. She was better than I thought she was going to be. It kind of feels like we're winding down here. 
yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else that I thought maybe? Um, oh, I was just going to say on the Gal Gadot thing as well. There is one particular moment which I, I really liked, and it's just it's a very very small moment, but um, the guy who says he's an actor, the sort of short uh, fella. Um, oh, the, the guy from La Haye. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, Sagamoy. That's yeah, the fella. Yeah. That's the one. When it's kind of early on, it might be in the bar scene. Uh, I'm not too sure. It might be slightly after that. But she, um, he says something to her and he compliments her on. He basically flirts with her. He tries to flirt with her. Yeah. And she sort, she gives him a look like she's she's asking him a question and he sort of flirts with her and she gives him this look that's as if to say, shut the fuck up and just tell me what I need to know. Stop messing about. And I thought it was really good. Just it's just a very it goes back to what I was saying before about, you know, she's, she's in this real world situation. She's having to deal with the way men are men in this film are the way men are, but not in a horrifically over the top kind of way. And she just deals with it because she's got important things to do. And I think that is kind of summed up quite nicely in that look that she gives him at that point. So you know, if, if if we're talking about credit where credit's due uh, when it comes to Gal Gadot, then she does have her moments as well. Um, so I mean, yeah, she's 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 upped her game since the Fast and Furious movies here, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, what is what's quite amusing is the fact that they they use the fact that she's very multilingual quite well as well. The, the fact yeah. that she's talking in two or three different languages all at once is, is quite well done and the fact that Galvado can speak all those languages <laughs> I, di- I did also like his, um, Said Sagnoy's um, I am frightened and aroused um, <laughs> that, was, uh, that, was, yeah. that was pretty solid that's pretty solid I, 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 I was a fan of that line yeah um, but no I mean like she's ex-Israeli special forces isn't she so uh, she's what Galvado is she's she she um she was in the Israeli forces, defense forces. She was a combat trainer. Wow. The the she was special forces thing been kind of <laughs> what is it a little bit? That's been clickbaited up a little bit. Played up a little bit, yeah. And they've played down the fact that she's uh, a incredibly wealthy woman as well. Oh. Uh, she served in well, the Israeli defense forces for two years. Oh, because apparently it's mandatory for everyone over the age of 18 in Israel. But still, though, fair fucking play. Actually, it's actually, uh, in her defence on that, it's not actually mandatory for all women to do it. It's semi-mandatory for women to do it. Oh, there you go. Mm, It's not. Whereas guys have no choice. Women can get out of it if they are doing, um, if they're trained to be doctors, blah, 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 and stuff like that. Whereas guys can't. Um, A girl could actually volunteered herself to do it. Uh-huh. Well, there you go. Stop being a cunt, Mark. Mm. Why, why am I a cunt? Because <laughs> you, you were like, like, wait, wait, you wait, were wait, like wait, oh, that's why, that's why. I am. Horses, <laughs> a bit, uh... well, she should have known that. She should have actually stopped and said, hang on a minute. 
I actually used to train in this, I, and then you shoot my knee. I, I think you owe uh, Gal Gadot an apology myself, but you know. I, 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 do you know what? I, I would happily uh, meet up with Gal Gadot to apologise to her, uh, to say, I am sorry for being a gun. Um, I apologise. Would you kick and my ass, should, please? In, in, fairness, <laughs> in fairness, we could probably draw attention to the fact that you focused on the one moment where she uses a shield to deflect bullets. Uh, and not the many other moments where she uses the tiny bracelets on her wrist <laughs> to deflect bullets. <laughs> well, can I point out that yeah. I was aware that they literally, they will deflect anything. So I was fine with that. And she's supposed to have really well, good Yeah, but you got to hold them in front of you as well. <laughs> really good reflexes, no. Really good reflexes. Right. It's suspension of disbelief, no. <laughs> right. For fuck's sake. All right. Hey, I, my, my, belief, my belief was already suspended. It's fine. <laughs> Definitely not shit. De- I, I'm, I'm touching cloth. However, what I am going to say is I am going to watch it again this week with Isabel. Oh, excellent. Good. Right? And I am next week, when we record next week, I'm going to get Isabel on to give us her views on it. Yeah. Um, because I think that she's a very core demographic that this movie is aiming at. It's just going to be a teenager nah, coming on, going like, "Why the fuck have you put me on here, Dad?" I don't want to. Fuck a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, but it's yeah. But it'll be interesting for us to get the, the views of a nearly thirteen-year-old girl because she's actually really quite looking forward to it, which is why I'm taking her to go and see it, and I'm seeing it again because she actively when I, when I said I was going to see it, she's like, "Oh, oh, I wanted to see that." I'm like, I can't work out times where we can both go, so I'm going to take her during the week. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's good because that brings me kind of back to a point that I don't want to sound too saccharine on, but this was a necessary film and I felt like they did justice to that. I'm meeting up with um, one of my um, one of my old tutors uh, from my film and media degree days, who obviously I work with now kind of because I work at the university, but she uh, she's written a lot of... Um, theoretical stuff around Wonder Woman, uh, the comic book character and, and, you know, her iterations over the years and the TV series and stuff like that. So I'm going to go for a coffee with her next week and find out what her uh, angle is on this film, because I'm really curious to hear what she says, you know, from a, from an academic perspective about the feminism, the feminism, the feminism angle and all the other stuff that's associated with this character and what they've managed to do, what they failed to do, uh, what about the sort of myth, mythos and, and, and universe of Wonder Woman they've managed to capture? And because I, I'd be interested to hear somebody who really knows this stuff but has thought about it on a deeper academic level than I ever would uh, to, to kind of see what they think. But but the, yeah, the fact that you're taking your teenage daughter to, to see a superhero movie where there is this character at the middle of it, you know. I think that's great because this is this was a necessary thing to do, and DC did it first this time. And and let's be honest, did it did it well because it yeah, could have been shit. And it's it, it, you know, despite all my reservations and everything like that, it's it's still if you were to pitch it to me in all of the DC and the Marvel movies so far that they've been, um, excluding obviously the DC universe and the Marvel universe movies, um, it'd sit middle to upper. Certainly, without question. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Okay, sorry, I just forgot I was uh, running the show. I'm, I'm well, going to... Actually, I'll I, I just say, uh, definitely not shit, 86% touching cloth, 14%. Very good. 
Very good. Cool. No Minge Face Joy assassins out there. Good to know. Um, cool. I'm going to go for a Wii. Do it. And then we're going to gonna... talk about some Triple X. Yeah, I'm going to go and grab another beer, actually. Nice. Hello. 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 Oh, cool. Right. Okay. Um, right. Okay. So let's uh, let's do some what we watched, and uh, I don't. Noel and I watched a uh, watched a particular film this week, which I've been very keen on. Um. So I rewatched Double uh, Double X, Triple X: The Return of Sandy Cage. Double uh, X is the prequel. Yeah, absolutely. I've watched that. I I really want to know what you thought of this, Noel. X is just <laughs> the prequel to the prequel. That's true. Yeah. Starring Starring Exhibit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where where instead of it, it's, it's not really that much goes on. He just like he just pips up some cars. He just gives it to you. Yeah. <laughs> that was deep, uh, wasn't it? Oh yeah. No, but X can give it to you. In fact, isn't it? It's that kind of. I don't know. I've not seen the first uh, the first two Triple X movies. I don't think. Um, oh man! Think... Fucking seriously, the first Triple X is. It's fun. It, it is. Yeah. Horrible, but it's fun. It, 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 it's it's as well, has it? Ian? Oh, no, didn't it's... you cover them both? Didn't you cover them both on this recently? Yeah. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I, I remember hearing that and thinking, oh yeah, I should probably watch these before the new one comes out, and then I never did, and I think that's probably why I was less bothered about seeing this at first. Um, but I, I kind of figured it's probably not going to be one of the. And, and you know what? There's going to be a lot of comparisons with the Fast and Furious for me for obvious reasons. Um, but the Fast and the Furious is a franchise that I came to late, so I came to the Fast and Furious on four. Uh, having not seen one, two, and three, and having kind of just thought of them in a certain way, and then I, I went to review Fast and Four, Fast and Furious Four. Uh, sorry, not to review, but to watch a press screen in Fast and Furious Four, and absolutely adored it, and went back and watched the originals. So this is similar for me, like just going into this franchise on the third entry, uh, where the budget's bigger, and um, you know it's a bit far removed from from what the franchise has been up until now. Um, I really enjoyed it. I definitely really, really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed the first half of it more than the second half, uh, especially the opening uh, sort of sequence where you sort of see him um, escaping through the jungle just to sort of give cable TV to the locals. That just, that's brilliant. Um, <laughs> And just, just the way, I think the moment that you sort of, re- the moment I sort of realised, the moment I sort of settled, because again, this was a train watch for me. I was on the train up to Birmingham to see the in-laws. Um, so the moment that I sort of settled with this film is the moment where he he's skiing through the jungle um, and he does this giant jump and he does this like, I don't know if it's a 360 or a 720, uh, he, like he spins around in the air a few times before he lands so I saw that and I thought why would you do that like there's nobody there like you're not there's nobody there to impress like why do that you just you're trying to escape don't fuck about doing things like that but that's the moment that you saw I go ah I'm watching that kind of movie am I um, I that, actually. so I, I, I sort of settled into my seat then 
and opened a beer and went, yeah, fucking come on then, let's have a bit more of this. Um, so no, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it on the same level as I would a Fast and Furious movie. Um, I had a bit of an argument with my brother at the week, uh, the weekend just gone um, because we were talking about um, we were talking about Cody and stuff like that because he uses Cody and I was saying, well, I don't get to the cinema very often these days, and when I do, it tends to be just for a fast. It tends to be just for a Marvel movie or a DC movie. Uh, although I will also make time if there's a new Fast and Furious movie. And he was like, oh, fuck it all. Why would you watch that shit and all that type of thing? Um, he was like, well, you know, everything about those movies is bad. Like, you know, they're badly acted and they're badly this and badly written and stuff like that. And I was like, mate, I'm not going to see a Fast and Furious movie for the quality of Vin Diesel's acting. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going because I'm going specifically because I don't get to the movies very often these days. And when I go there, I want to completely escape and get taken to fucking Bolivia where somebody's driving a fucking Lamborghini out of a building. You know, it's, it's, it's about escapism. Um, and that's exactly what this is. It has, it has a lot of the same stylistic. I mean, again, like I say, I don't know what the last two films were like, but there are, a lot of the same stylistic sort of cues in this, the, that whole, um, the whole sort of like fast zoom thing where they'll be slowly panning across, um, you know, a landscape and then it'll just go and speed up like just, and then crash zoom a little bit like that sort of kinetic sort of fast and furious style filmmaking. It feels like it's in that sort of world. Um, I can't help but wonder if maybe, Vin Diesel sees the writing on the wall with the Fast and Furious movies in that they're going to end, uh, but they're probably going to continue and he's not going to be part of it. Um, and maybe he's trying to Fast and Furious up this franchise so he can take that forward. I don't know. Um, but if he does, I'm fucking along for the ride. I'll watch uh, I'll watch Triple X4. And if you're going to throw Ice Cube into the mix as well, fucking brilliant. I'll have that as well. Um, yeah, I loved it. I had a great time with it. I yeah, I uh, like. I was really really high on this seeing it, seeing it in the cinema. I was kind of intrigued to see whether it, that was going to wear off any, and it really didn't. It's um, it knows it really 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 knows what it is. Except maybe Vin Diesel doesn't, but everybody around him and the filmmakers around him do seem to. Um, mm. It's it's very very cartoony. Um, it's kind of uh, it's bouncing around all over the place. The the start feels like just a weird experimental short film between Samuel L. Jackson and Neymar Jr., um, which is just mental. Um, I I still I very much like the little card that pops up with Neymar and it said thought he was being recruited for the Avengers. For the Avengers, like, that's, yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's just the I like the the mix of action stars that they got in this. It's a very, very, very diverse cast, like the Fast and Furious films. Um, Tony Jaa just constantly smiling whenever he's on screen. Just it, it continues to make me laugh. Um, and the, the little backflippy thing he does with the, uh, like the person on the motorbike early on is uh, is is great as well. Um, mm. You know, Donnie Yen gets a lot to do. He gets more to do in this than he did in Rogue One. And everyone talks about how good he was in Rogue One. Watch him in this. 
Um, he's fantastic in this. Yeah, no, he's great, and I, I, I just, I like the way that, I like the way the first. You wouldn't know this, though, but the first Triple X, it's very much kind of said that Triple X is a title given to like one person at a time, and uh, mm. the second film at the start is like, right, we have got to find the new Triple X. And then by mm. the end of this one, it's like, well, there's like eight triple X's. There's loads of them, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's a whole island full of them. Yeah. In- including one guy who's just fun to be around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is, like, the guy whose special skill is, he's fun to be around, DJing. he's a good DJ. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's like, what? Um, I, I, it just, this. I, fuck, I really, 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 really like The Return of Zabba Cage, and I'm tempted to stick it on again tonight. Like, the thing is, is that what you're saying about about um, uh, about Vin Diesel, though, you know, the film knows what it is and maybe Vin Diesel doesn't. I think that tends to be the case a lot more with the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he doesn't seem like he's in the same film as The Rock or Jason Statham in, in, in those films. In this, I think it's less it's less obvious because it feels like. Vin Diesel's um, range, if you like, um, in this film, he's extended that range to, to be a character exactly like Toretto, but someone who's a little bit more relaxed and more sort of more of a fun guy to be around. So, you know, Toretto wouldn't carry a gang round, carry a member of the gang round just because he was a good DJ. And there's just there's a there's a gentle sort of swagger about. Vin Diesel's character in this, uh, Xander Cage is in the title, sorry, there we go. Um, there's a gentle sort of swagger about Xander Cage um, that feels more likable than Toretto and more sort of enjoyable and more sort of in keeping with the tone of the film that he's in. Toretto does always seem like he's got the sticks to go his ass. Yeah, he does. He's a bit of a fucking minge face twat, really, isn't he, Toretto? And he's, you know, he just wants everybody to be left alone. He just wants to be on his own, hiding in fucking Bolivia somewhere. And then somebody turns up and ruins it, you know. Um, but in this, you, get, you know, he's doing the opposite of that. He's out there causing trouble because the locals want to watch football. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's a funner guy. That's true. That's true. I mean, you you do need to watch the first two triple X's. I think just because the I'm first sure I will, yeah. the first one is heavily fixated on his coat, which is a bit of a plot point early on in this film. <laughs> is the coat as big in that first? Because that is it's a big coat. There's a couple of shots where he stood in front of that English girl, and he looks fucking ridiculous. It's, it's, like, a, fuck, it's a big absolutely coat, ridiculous. I think, is, is, it, is it in Russia the first one, Mark? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, it. yeah, it's it's a big old coat. Ukraine, it's sorry, it's in Ukraine. Ukraine, okay. It's, yeah, it's a big old coat. Um, but Vin Diesel is a man with a very big head, but he, but that coat makes his head look quite small. Yeah. And the, so that's a big fucking coat. Okay, seriously, watch the first one, and the the, the second one is notable just because it's Ice Cube is the most doughy action star you'll ever see. Yes. Like, it, it just, it's hilarious how... That man has never seen a fucking gym. And if he has, it's from a coffee shop eating a fucking donut across the road from it. And that... never seen a, he's never seen a Wendy's he didn't stop at. <laughs> no, he hasn't. Uh, but yeah, Return of Sander Cage. If anyone listening to it, uh, this hasn't watched it yet, do yourself a favour. If you, if you listen to this show, you'll like it at the very least. Yeah. Um... 
so what, what else have we, we've been watching, guys? Um, has anyone got anything? I, I rewatched Face Off. Nice. Yeah. Um, it, it's the thing is, I, I remember enjoying when it first came out, but thinking it was a little bit daft, and then watching it about ten years ago and thinking it would age horribly. To watching it now, going, this is a fucking weird movie. This was like. This was a big movie at the time, starring two of the biggest actors of the time. And it quite literally is a film where one of them dies, and so they have a face transplant from one to the other, and a little fucking microchip, a microchip. There are microchips in movies, they were great, weren't they? It's installed on one of their larynx to make it sound like the guy. It's, it's Travolta being so Travolta, and Nick Gage now being... What we didn't know was Nick Cage at the time, but now we look back at it and go, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Nick Cage right there. <laughs> it's it, it's also, it's it's two and a bit hours long. Oh, yeah, so that's a long old film, man. Two hours 20. Yeah, it, fucking hell. It, I'd almost say it's worth going back to watch just for how fucking nuts it is, but it's mm. kind of not. Yeah, the thing is, it's it feels. Is it John Woo? It's John Woo. Isn't John it? Woo, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh it's... my God! There's so many doves. Yeah. yeah. There's so many doves for no reason. They're but at a was... freaking funeral but in the, the church, thing is... and there's so many doves. But it was made at a time where people like you or I would have watched it and thought that it was fucking. No, it was made at a time where people like you or I would have watched it and enjoyed it and forgiven all the stupid, corny bits, because we would have been like, well, yeah, it's John Woo, isn't it? That's his John style. Like, yeah. It's John Woo's style. That's just, it's just, just his style. But you can go back and look at it now, and I'm thinking particularly of the last scene, yeah. the bit where, because let's face it, no pun intended, I, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but the swapping out, like the, the the way this film is bookended with those two characters and the way they swap in the middle and then return, you know, one of them returns at the end the other way around. It, it doesn't work, I don't think. Like when 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 John Travolta is is back who he's supposed to be at the end, I don't think it works. It can, it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I couple that with a couple of couple that with the fact that. He's married to a really weird woman, um, and that last scene is so soft focus and corny, and John Travolta's smile and that fucking weird face stroking thing. Yeah, it's, the it's face just, stroking thing is it's so fucking icky. weird, man. It is, yeah, it is fucking weird. But it's also got a, 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 a shootout played to somewhere over the rainbow. That's right. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is just fucking maddening. Which includes a scene of Gina Gershon and fucking uh, Nick uh, Cassavetes just fucking machine gunning people to somewhere over the rainbow. Is this fucker on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, I might have to rewatch this this week. I think yeah. I always was it on Netflix I watched it. I was it on Sky. I can't remember. I had a copy of it. I had a copy of it on VHS that I believe I might have got from. Uh, do you remember Britannia Home Video? Yes. Uh, Britannia Home Video, they send you a video and charge you sixteen ninety nine for it. That's it, yeah. Yes. Uh, I believe it might have been one of the ones that I got in the sort of original 5 for 50p uh, thing. Oh. So, 
I've seen it a lot on VH on you know sell through VHS back in the day, but it's been a long time since I saw this. It's probably on ITV too as we speak. That's true. <laughs> it is a very ITV two movie. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's literally all I watched this week. That and I watched the Tracy Morgan stand up comedy thing uh, that's on Netflix. Oh, okay. How's that? Uh, 50 minutes um, and it's the right amount of time 50 minutes for it there's enough kind of jokes in there that make you laugh but if it had gone on for an hour and 20 minutes it would have probably run out of material easily okay, fair enough uh, no what have you got uh, nothing film unfortunately apart outside of Triple uh, X 3 um, and Wonder Woman I only really House of Cards is back so I'm I'm burying myself in that at the moment because I fucking love that I do wish I'd watched a season catch up before on though because I had no fucking idea what was going on when I watched the first episode um, so if anybody's not started that yet maybe maybe go and do a, a catch up video or something on YouTube um, that's it really I watched I've I watched that F is for family on Netflix oh, as well yeah yeah, yeah. I wasn't that impressed with it. I, it got recommended to me by somebody, so I thought I'd give it a shot. Wasn't that impressed with it? Um, and I finished off Master of None, which is season two. Yeah, it's. I, I, I watched season one on your recommendation. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. You did. Are you enjoying that? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was, it's really it's it's nice. It's a nice, yeah. sweet show that happens to be yeah. quite funny. And every time you think it's going to get a little bit fucking nasty for itself, like uh, I always found things like Always Sunny in Philadelphia was a little bit nasty. Every time you think Master of None's going to go there, it doesn't. It still no, remains just... being quite nice. And it's nice that the main character is just quite a nice guy. Yeah. Well, to try and bring it back to cinema a little bit, because I can feel Ian gritting his teeth. Um, (laughs) I think the first season of Master of None is really really strong I think the first couple of episodes there's one episode in particular I think it might be the first one actually where they're talking about you know the heritage of you know uh, first generation um, second episode is that is that what it is that's really strong Um, but that charm and that comedy and that sort of effortlessness that's in that first season they carry that through to the second season, but there's an added, there's a bit more, and maybe I'm just a bit too far removed from the first season and I don't remember it, but there's a lot of experimental stuff going on in the second season and a lot of it feels quite cinematic. I mean, the first episode of the second season is the most obvious example of this because it's it's all in black and white and it's set in Italy and it's got a certain vibe to it. Um but there's there's stuff in there. I mean, there's there's a moment where, and you'll you'll see this. I hope I'm not spoiling too much. But there's there's a scene where he goes on a date with somebody because a lot of this is about his love life. There's a scene yeah. where he goes on a date with somebody, um, and you know he's you've seen him go on dates throughout the rest of the series, but it's becoming more and more apparent that there is there is this one person in his life that he feels he should be with and maybe they feel that way too. And um, then there's a scene in the back of a taxi where he, he doesn't, he doesn't say, he doesn't say what he wants to say. And the person gets out of the cab and then the taxi just drives on for the, the duration of a song. And I can't quite remember what the song is, but for the, for the duration of the song, it's just as he's in Sari in the back of a taxi slowly getting more and more like, oh, fuck, why didn't I say something? Why didn't I do something? You could just, 
you see it like initially there's like a bit of disappointment and then it creeps in a little bit more and then a little bit more and you're just with him watching this guy's disappointment just more and more etched on his face and it just seems like a really oddly experimental thing to do in a series like this there's, um, I, I, there's a lot of that goes on in it, it, it it's, yeah. it's quite it's there's a lot more going on than just 20 minutes worth of tv exactly it feels like it's 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 trying a bit harder this you know th- this program master anon is trying a bit harder to do something um and it's 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 excellently directed in parts and and aziz insari is somebody that i was vaguely familiar with before master of none and i had a very clear idea of what i thought of him and this has just completely shattered that and and you know he's he's definitely he's definitely a lot a lot more talented than than, than i would have ever given him credit for well, it's james uh ponsalt uh that directs the first few episodes isn't it james uh ponsalt who's doing the uh spectacular now and smashed oh, in the right. circle okay okay yeah well there's i think uh, his writing partner involved in, in this as well. I forget that guy's name, but he directs quite a few of them as well. I think he might be the his friend. Um, the Asian the, guy, yeah. Yeah, is, is it him? I think it is, yeah. His yeah. parents play his parents in it, don't they? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're terrible, um, but it kind of works. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. That's one of those things where even when his mum and his... Is, is that his real dad then? That sounds yeah, like his real mum and dad, yeah. He's brilliant. Like, he's even better in the second series. Oh, um, So, yeah, I mean... Ian, have you watched any of this? Or? I've watched ten minutes of the first episode. Were you not into it? Or? Um, I find Aziz Insari slightly grating. As did I, mate. As did I. But I've changed my mind. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna bang on about something if you're not into it. But I'd, I, I would urge you to give it a second go. It's really strong. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I might well do. Um, I don't know, like, no, I've spent four hours trying to get into games of Friday the 13th this week. You know what yes, I mean? Like, yes, I, just, I just don't yes. have the time. Well, <laughs> that's how you're prepared to spend your time and your money then, you know, more fool you. I spent 46 hours playing Zelda Breath of the Wild, so, you know, it's, um, I, I don't know, like, I... What would I rather do? What would I rather do? Watch an episode of Master of None or try to get into a game of Friday the 13th? <laughs> Just staring at a, at a download <laughs> bar. <laughs> you know. Fucking hell. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's very, the thing is, is, it's very easy to watch. Okay. But it, it's, it's very easy to watch. It's very charming. But then while you're casually and easily watching something it'll throw a curveball in every now and again. You'll go, oh, fucking hell, that's quite good. Hmm. So, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. It's really good. Okay, cool. But unfortunately, I read, an interview, I read an interview with him the other day and it sounds like he may or may not do another series. He sounds like the type of guy that's got a bunch of ideas and he wants to try some new stuff. So, you know, this might be it. Um, but yeah, that's it, really. Okay, I'll get around to it at some point. I mean, to be fair... This week I watched Batman versus Superman for the fourth time, so you know maybe I could watch the Master of None. Um, I am questioning an awful lot of things about you at the moment. <laughs> I, the thing is, I, I waver on that film. I swear there's some good stuff going on in there. It just there's an awful lot of shit. There's so much shit. Yeah. But, 
I don't, I don't know. There's there's some good stuff. I don't know. Let's not let's not get into that because we could be here for ages. But um, we really don't have the time yeah, for yeah, that. No, 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 we don't. Um, so I'll. Uh, I we should do that in person sometime again. It'll be fun. Yeah, that actually, yeah, that would be. Um, okay, so I, I rewatched White House Down, um, which is on Netflix. Which uh, we were talking earlier on before you came on, all about how um, Channing Tatum's never really like become a proper, proper blockbuster A-list guy, and it kind of feels like this is one of the films that he was like aiming for with that. And I like White House Down. It's really long, um, which I say about a lot of films, but a lot of films are just really long. It's really long, but White House Down is two hours and ten minutes long. It doesn't need to be two hours and ten minutes. Yeah. Um, I like I liked it a lot, but yeah, it's, 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 I liked it a lot. It's definitely a ninety minute, hundred minute film. Really oh no, don't, don't get me wrong. I, re- I really I really like it as well. Um, it's it's weird because it's Roland Emmerich doing his sprawling kind of loads of different characters thing, mm. except it's in a relatively confined setting, um, and it doesn't like it. it, it there's a disconnect there, I think. Um, it kind of it, it it kind of feels like if it was just focused on a few characters, it would be shorter as a result. But instead, you've got um, Maggie Gyllenhaal having arguments with um, uh, with uh, fucking Lance Reddick and uh, Richard Jenkins' secret bad guy, and then um, there's the tour guide with um, Ch- Channing Tatum's kid as well, and then you've got Channing Tatum and Jamie Fox. You got James Woods and Jason Clark arguing with each other, and it's all—it's all. There's just too much going on. Um, but the the action's pretty great. They really fuck up the White House and its grounds. Like it's pretty spectacular how badly they fuck up the White House in this film. I mean, yeah, this is it. Roland Emmerich—he did Independence Day, obviously, but just the the wanton destruction in multiple parts of its grounds throughout the runtime is 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 pretty. It's pretty great, frankly. It's it's good, solid cinematic popcorn destruction, um, and yeah, I um, a three point five out of five. You know, it's um, a three out of five feels like too mild to recommend. I think four out of five is maybe overstating the case a little bit too much. But three yeah. three point five, yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, lastly, for me, um, Mark talks about this last week, but I, I also watched Boiler Room. Um, oh yeah, which. Um, have you seen this now? I have. I loved Boiler Room. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time, but I remember really liking that film. The the New Line Cinema logo is one of the worst opening title logos I've ever seen for a film ever. Because it, <laughs> yes, it's it's the New Line Cinema. Like, oh, I, let me let me just fucking let me see if I can just pull it up on my phone because it'll be right at the start of the film, and I just oh, did I delete it? Okay. Boiler. Fucking boiler. Boiler in there again. Right, here we go. Just the the record scratching. What's the plan? Oh, fuck. Oh, it's going to do an ad for American Gods first. Um, okay, I will turn that down for a second. Um, so, yeah, Boiler Room. It's. Um, oh, is it on, on Amazon Prime? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. But it's. I've got that now, I'm going to have a look. Right, here we go. And now you can do the Warner Films intro. Right, okay, here we go. Right. For fuck's sake, come on. Right, here we go. 
Oh. Oh no. Right. Five seconds in, and I'm thinking that I'm in for a rough time here. Um. And the thing is, like the kind of the hip hop editing, as I think Darren Aronofsky called his editing in Requiem for a Dream. It's kind of here, but more literal, I suppose, in that the opening 20 minutes of the film feels like a bunch of hip-hop songs with, like, fast cuts between things. And I was thinking, let's chill it out. Let's please chill it out. And then it does. Yeah. And then the rest of the film is pretty good. You know, it's... um, Giovanni Ribisi and Nia Long is an odd... It's an odd relationship. Yeah. Especially considering the fact that by the end of the film, it kind of doesn't really go anywhere. And it kind of feels more like it's there for a plot point. Um, because, like, they need a way in to him, and they're going to do it through her. Because um, by the end, they've basically kind of, like, almost sworn off each other. and it, You know, so... Yeah. Um, but it's... I, 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 I like the way that it, it, it's it's almost like I, I'd imagine uh, Wall Street people watching this and having the same reaction as, uh, as like um, people uh, like hip hop stars do watching Scarface where it's like they they, they they think it's really cool but entirely miss the point yeah um, mm. and you know I mean which they kind of do in this film as well because you've got them watching Wall Street at one point and they're, they're all like reciting the lines and it's I don't know, it's this really fucking disturbing look at how much of a fucking dickhead a general bloke can be. And it it, it just, like, the scene, the, the, the scenes at the start of them all piling into this hotel and just, like, screaming and drinking and, st- and like, it's, like, just male testosterone made flesh. Do you know what the working class do you know what the working class equivalent of that is? Go on. I've been to um, th- those type of events with mobile phone salespeople when I was selling phones oh. and that's what it's like. And honestly, honestly, watching that back was going, yeah, that's exactly it's like off the bus, straight in, just fucking that it, it is exactly what it was like down to the fucking terrible fucking suits and over the top ties. It, it, it just, it, yeah, I mean, it paints this fucking horrible, bloody world. Um, and it, it, it kind of makes you wallow in it. And I don't think this film ever intends for any of it to seem particularly cool, does it? I don't think it does. I don't think that's Ben Younger's point. No, yeah, I don't think it is, no. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's just this kind of nightmarish thing, which, I, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's very striking. I mean, Ben Affleck coming in for, like, three separate scenes where it's basically he's in the same room, he's going to start off nice, and by the end he's going to be a big, be a complete cunt. And that's, like, that's how he plays the course of his three scenes. And I, I, um, I you know, I, I quite enjoyed that. And um, Giovanni Rabisi, it, where's that guy gone? He's been doing um, Sneaky Pete on Amazon, uh, which apparently is actually really quite good. Yeah, he, he needs to come back to film, so I'll actually watch him and stuff. Um, 
He's, he, I mean, that, that I nearly started watching that show, and it was purely because of of that of that particular actor. I would, you know, it's not. A film, it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'd watch I'll, him. I'll watch him in anything. Yeah. Have you watched Sneaky Pete? No, I didn't have fully intend to though. I did download it, but now I've got Amazon Prime, so I'll, I will get around to it. Nice. I um, yeah, Amazon Amazon Prime man, Amazon Prime's good. It's just the interface. It is it. I, I was a, on your last show. You mentioned this, and I was nodding furiously because they really need to sort that fucking. They really need to sort that front end out. It's a fucking mess. Mm. But yeah. Uh, that fucking inherent voice is on there. Bloody hell! I might, hmm? yeah, I might rewatch that. Good stuff on that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's um, it, it's good as Boiler Room, apart from that opening five seconds. It's kind of <laughs> kind of fall. I really have to say at this point. Um, this has been a long show. Fair play. I feel I feel kind of drained. I don't know about you, Mark. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's longer than our usual uh, hour and forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're like a good over two hours on this one, man. Right, so well, we pr- we probably gave about twenty five minutes to arguing about Wonder Woman's fucking shield, didn't we? <laughs> like, that's I not I, fucking long enough. I just I don't get. I still, Mark. She's got a big shield and she's crouching, man. Should have shot her legs. Clearly, Cra- you'd be crouching. Crouching woman hidden. Crouching woman. Crouching woman hidden shins. It's fine. <laughs> well, well you see, next week I might watch it again and go, "Yes, I'm the dickhead. I, I, I was been a dickhead." Or I might go, "Sorry, I'm right." <laughs> Not gonna happen. Well, I look forward <laughs> to hearing that. Jesus fucking. We have one question, guys. We do. Uh, with the internet, uh, sorry, it's uh, Rick Kid at Rick, uh, at Rick J Kid. Uh, with the internet, well, parts of it furious about women-only showings of Wonder Woman. What is the next? Uh, what is next to get the online hate? Well, well, he's kind of, he's kind of, he's set, the way you set that question up there, he's kind of answered it for him, for for himself really by saying, with the internet, um, because the answer to the question with the internet. Uh, who's going to be offended is uh, is basically well everyone's going to be offended by something or anything or everything because just that's the way it is now. Well, there's the next big one. Next big movie is The Mummy, isn't it? Mm. Well, that's next week. So it's going to be it. Yeah, it, it's going to be something to do with Tom Cruise and um, why is it an American guy who's a walk on the mummy and been chosen as his, as the vessel thing. I think you cannot you can st- whack it against any tentpole movie that you know. I mean, even looking at the 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 upcoming comic book stuff, um, you know, it's established now that we're not going to get we're not Spider Man is not going to be Miles Morales anytime soon. Um, the Black Panther movies are probably going to create some sort of issue. God knows what it will be, but something will black, be black guy only screenings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Panther only screenings. Um, black Panther only screenings. You actually either have to be an actual Black Panther or a member no, black, of the Black Panthers. Black, black people, Black Panthers, and yeah. Panthers. And Panthers. Would, black people bring a Black Panther. Actually, wait a minute. Did I state that I would watch that movie with, with a black, black Panther? Panther? You did, yeah. Yes. Your time has come. My time has come. And I'll get there and they'll go. I'm sorry, mate. Don't you fucking dare. I, I want to dress to Wonder Woman. It didn't fucking work. I I am watching this with this panther. 
<laughs> I mean, there'll be something. I'm sure Marvel, uh, even though it's now, you know, Captain Marvel is going to be the Carol Danvers version of Captain Marvel, but as was the case with um, Iron Fist, I'm sure people will say that that, that Marvel have missed an opportunity to to introduce um, a, a Muslim character to the to the DCU because um, you know the current iteration of Miss Marvel um, is a young Muslim girl. Um, there's always going to be something. I honestly I don't care anymore. Like I saw a whole thread this week about sort of somebody had referenced Gal Gadot as a woman of colour um, and some other people had got upset about the fact that she isn't a woman of colour and then there's a whole argument about whether she is a woman of colour or she isn't a woman of colour. I don't give a fuck. Like, it's just, you know, I don't care about these arguments anymore. I want everybody to be represented. I want everybody to have their, their shot, but if you're going to start getting bogged down in all these conversations, you're just in for a miserable time, so... Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Um, do you know what? Talk about the movie rather than the politics around the movie mm. for a fucking change, and don't let the fucking politics around it influence your fucking viewing of the movie. Yeah, I wasn't sat there watching Wonder Woman thinking, "How am I going to culturally define this character when I leave the the, the cinema?" I was yeah. just watching. Did I like it or did I not? Which bits did I like? Which bits did yeah. I like? What did I like about this? Did I like some of the wider, um, you know, issues around it? Yeah, sure. But I'm, um, you know, you just get so bogged down in all this stuff, and the internet is just an ugly, ugly place for it, especially this area that you know, this sort of comic book area is particularly volatile and, and geek area because it. it the the the, the uh, is he an American um, right wing um, mouthpiece or something that was going on this week about sort of of Star Wars? I think I responded to it. Um, probably quite well, unusual Star for me. Wars would have been like was bad. Star Wars would have been was great until all the women got yeah, involved. Yeah. And it's like you fucking idiot. Think about the th- think about. I'm not. I'm. I'm now finding myself standing up for Star Wars. And I'm not <laughs> even a Star Wars fan. Like you just. I don't know. People just want to be upset and people just want to be angry and have a position and have an angle and prove that they're cooler and and more right on than everybody else. And it just fucking bores me. It really does. I absolutely agree into that. Ian, what are we covering next week? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed that conversation, actually, guys. Sorry, Sorry. I didn't have much input. I didn't, no, I, I, it was, it was, it was, it was good. I, I think, yeah. I, it, I, know, I don't, I don't, I don't like getting to. You've got to be careful because, but at the same time, it, it pisses me off because it's, it's often the loudest thing when actually I'm just there for a good time and I don't want the noise. Sometimes gets to me. Yeah, I'm afraid. I agree. So let's move on. Very much agree. Um, so it is actually the mummy next week. Oh yeah, yeah cool. Fucking ah, fight washing. Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Cruise washing. I'm I I'm very very glad I'm never going to see that fucking trailer again. I'll say that. Oh yes, I am so bored of seeing that trailer. Jesus fucking. For a movie that I'm actually that I'm actually all right with seeing, I'm so bored of seeing the fucking trailer. Oh. 
like every single film I have gone to see for probably three months solid has had that fucking trailer before it. Yeah, it, it, yeah I mean, who, uh, it's such a fucking unknown quantity that is. Um, but yeah, we'll see. So yeah, it's the Mummy next week. We'll also uh, we'll also be continuing uh, Twin Peaks with episode five. Um, yeah. That is this week, isn't it? It is indeed. It is tomorrow, I believe. Good stuff. So uh, thank you very much to Noel. Um, Thanks for having me. We'll uh, we'll have you back for Spider Man, is it? I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. nice one. Yeah. All right. If you do get to the cinema beforehand, you know you're welcome. Um, well, if the mummy's the only choice, that's very unlikely. <laughs> I have no interest in that film. That, that's uh, that's fair. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean we'll see. Um, Tom Cruise in a kind of slightly horror-y, kind of slightly thing. I don't think he think, yeah. You know, Is that why you watched Legend the other week, then? Was it some sort of preparation for... Who watched Legend? Didn't you, didn't you watch Legend the other week? I thought you were talking about Legend. Nah. No? With some other guy. Oh, no, that was Street Striker versus Punter. They were talking about Legend. Yeah, was. Oh, oh, yeah. Was. Sorry, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you very much, Noel. Thank you very much, Mark. Um, thank you very much, Ian. Thank you. Um, we'll be back next week. I'm going to go and try and find my AirPods. I'm going to go and eat food. <laughs> I'm going to go and drink this beer and watch House of Cards. Nice. <laughs> thank you for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.